how much time and energy would you save if you had all of your things in one place and you knew that the items that you had were so versatile you could use it for a variety of learners and they didn't take up that much space in your car? Right, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? And that's exactly what we're gonna be diving into today. We've got a bonus episode for you. If you missed the webinar that was held on Thursday, November 10th, then it is here for you right now, my friend. During our time together, we got to learn from some amazing orientation and mobility specialists all around the world who helped us to shape what items we're going to keep with us, what items we can probably get rid of, and how we can declutter, and really how we can save ourselves so much time and energy and make life a little bit easier and a little bit more streamlined. This episode is the webinar that we had and I'm so glad that you're here listening to it. However, I do want to let you know that if you want to get the CEU credits for this webinar, you need to go to alliedindependenceonline.com forward slash training and watch the replay. Also, the visuals are so good. So you may want to just watch the visuals there anyway. The replay is already up and it will all come down on Thursday, November 17th at the end of early bird registration for the symposium. We take them all down all at the same time just to make things a lot easier for our record keeping. I don't even know what else to say. Let's just dive right into it and see the things that other O&M specialists keep with them and see how we can apply that to ourselves. All right, you guys, welcome to your live training, What's in Your Car Trunk, or as we lovingly call it, What's in Your Car Boot. Jeremy proposed this idea, and he's from Australia, and they call a trunk a boot. So we have used both interchangeably because we like to have a global perspective on everything. This presentation is presented by Jeremy Hill. And Joan Broadback, we are working to get Jeremy here. Not really sure where he is, but I'm sure he will be here very soon. If not, then Joan and I will take over. Right. We've asked you guys a few times if you wanted to share your expertise, and you're still welcome to do that. Send us a picture of either an item that you keep with you that you use all the time, or maybe an organizational strategy, you're welcome to email that into the team at alliedindependenceonline.com. Really today, we want to look at, you know, the, the things that we're looking at are really small. And there can be a temptation to try to ask yourself really low level questions. Tony Robbins and or Stephen Covey, both people are cited say that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions that you ask. And this is gonna be brought up quite a bit throughout our presentation today, because what we're trying to do is not only elevate just you know the things that we have in our trunk, but the people that we are as well. What's on tap today? Well, you are going to discover what other O&M specialists keep in their cars, as well as, uh, I think I might've seen it. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have you guys mute yourselves, please, because we are going to have about 100 people in here. I got you. I'm not allowed to unmute anymore. So, Mark, I'm going to mute you. There you go. 
We also want to know how they keep things organized, which has been really, really cool to see how Joan does it and how you can create simple systems like this. Like I'm not 100% sure exactly why you came. Perhaps you're an orientation and mobility specialist who feels overwhelmed, not just with the things that you have to keep in your car, but also the other things that you have to do in your daily life. Maybe your trunk is messy or maybe you just need organizational strategies kind of like I do so that way you remember all of your items. Or maybe you're just an O&M specialist who is so dedicated and you want to become better at what you do all the time. The opening code has not been given yet. We typically save that for the first few minutes when we're doing these presentations. We also have a few extra gifts for you because I know it's really hard to show up to these things live, especially when there's a replay, then I wanted to make sure that you have a handout with a list of all the items that we're gonna be talking about and a CEU code for everybody. So if you're here live, you'll be getting a handout with a list of the items used as my thank you to say, thank you for coming here live. I appreciate you. I know you're taking the time out of your day and you're moving your life around this live presentation. There are 69 people in this room right now who've taken their time out of their day to make sure that you become an even better O&M specialist and a better teacher and more impactful. And that really means a lot to me. And for everybody, whether you're watching the replay or you are watching the live, you will also be able to receive a continuing education credit or unit from ACVRP. This is how that's going to work. At the end of this whole presentation, like after we say goodbye, the room is closed, whatever, whatever, what we are doing is we are going to get the list of people who joined from Zoom and we are going to um, send that information to our email service provider and we're going to send you an email that has the all access page. The all access page has on it your CEU form, um, any relevant links, and then information about the symposium if you want to join us because I really hope that you do. So now here is your beginning code. It is the word CAR, C-A-R. Your beginning code is the word CAR, C-A-R. Okay, so again, you're gonna wanna write that down. And put it in a notebook or somewhere. You also are gonna need the answers to two comprehension questions. They're very simple. Don't let it freak you out. It's just to make sure that you're actually watching this and you haven't taken off or gone somewhere. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna get into the meat of our content in just a minute. But as we're thinking about the questions that we want to be asking ourselves, we know that impactful O&M specialists are constantly searching for the new ideas and not always like, you know, shiny object syndrome, but the new things that are going to really tip the scale and make their teaching stand out and be even better. It'd be kind of like if, if we didn't, um, It'd be like going to a doctor who still practices the same way that they did in the 80s. Like you just, you wouldn't trust it because we've moved so far ahead. And that's exactly how teaching is, especially in our field. And so whether you're taking this strategies that we're giving you right now, or you are taking strategies from the symposium or any other webinar, 
the big thing is that we stay on top of our field. I mean, our field is so new, we have to. The other big key here for impactful teachers is supportive community. And that's exactly what you have in your chat box right now. We're in Zoom meeting on purpose. Please use it, ask your questions. There's no wrong questions. There's no, no, um, how do you say? There's nothing silly and no stupid. Like, we don't care. Ask your questions, chat with your friends. If you see somebody that you know from in the chat, go ahead and say, hey, I know them. Hey, how are you? This is your space. And science has actually proven that when you have a community, you have a more positive outlook. We know that we need to have a positive outlook in order to stay away from burnout. And according to the National Alliance on Mental Health, having a positive community allows you to have a sense of belonging, support, and purpose, which I totally want for all of us. And as well as a balanced life. And like, I can't make you have a balanced life, but what we can do is offer our tips and tools in an efficient delivery method. So that way you can use your time as efficiently as possible. And bonjour from Quebec. Okay, so now the question is, how are you going to take the information that we are gonna be giving you and not just ask, can this work for me? But asking better questions, how can this work for me? Because it's really easy, especially when it's late at night or maybe 2 a.m. or you know early morning and you're kind of groggy, whatever the case may be, really easy to look at things and say, oh, this doesn't work for me, or oh, you know, that they can do that because they're in Australia, or Cassie can do that because she's in Texas, or Somebody can do that because she's married or single or whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. Instead of shutting yourself down, ask, how can I make this work? So without further ado, um, uh, we still don't have Jeremy, but we're going to roll as though he's going to be in here. Um, Jeremy works for the Guide Dogs Queensland Australian. He's the Allied Health Manager for services across the large state of Queensland. He's been an O&M specialist for many years and has his Palm certification. And when Jeremy does get in the room, and if he doesn't, I'll share the stories because we've gone over all of this. So I'll share what he uses in Australia. But the really cool thing about the stories from Jeremy, especially if he gets to tell them because he's way funnier than I am, is that he goes from place to place, very, very, very far distances. He goes from, I don't know if this is gonna make any sense to you guys, because it didn't really make any sense to me, but the Northern Territory city of Darwin to the Southern Australian city of Darwin. I don't fully understand that. However, I do know that Jeremy goes so far that he has to stay in hotels for days at a time and then come back to his home. So when he forgets something, like, it is a problem. <laughs> and then we also have Joan, who is amazing. You can hear her laughing a little bit in the background there. Joan has been a TSBI for 10 years and a comms for six years in Cowley County, Kansas. She spent many summers at Kansas State School for the Blind in their ESY program, and she's got her teaching degree from Fort Hayes University and her master's degree from Texas Tech University. And she currently serves six communities in Cowley County. Also very itinerant, traveling all over the place and doing two different types of jobs. She has four daughters and has been tackling life with her husband, David, for 14 years. We love Joan. If you're in Clarity, you know she is 
always willing to give her her all. And she is willing to do that today. So I'm going to actually stop my share and Joan and I, we're going to go back and forth and have conversations and she's going to tell me pictures to pull up. I'm going to pull up the pictures and I'm going to describe them quickly so that we have an idea of what is being shown. And we're going to talk a little bit about those things that she has. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stop my share now. Oh, there are so many people. Hi. This is so exciting. All right, friends. So as Joan and I were talking about all of these amazing things that we wanted to share with you, um, a lot, some things came up for us. And one of those things was what, you know, if, if you had, you know, one specific tool that you could share, what would you want to tell our people? So Joan, I'm gonna let you just take it away. We can get into that and then go into organization however you want to um, talk about it. And I'm gonna pull your photos. I guess we'd start with organization because I'm all over the place in Kansas. I don't have a chance to stop all the time. So I try to load everything I need in the car and make sure that I have everything for every student I need in that day, possibly two days, because I'm not sure when I'll get back to my office. So I use a collapsible basket system. Originally it was for groceries. Um, it works really well to separate my BI stuff and then my O&M stuff. So on the right, there's a bunch of notebooks, um, my translation information and, and things I use for VI. On the left is all of my canes and my um, yoga pieces and my monoculars. So, um, and this is just in my car <laughs> and, and I use it. I'm getting an air hug from my child. Um, <laughs> so, and it's a really good system. There's actually three boxes, but I only use two of the three. Okay. So the thing that I really like about what you've done here, so. In my car, I have like a big Tupperware, but yours seems to be mesh so that way you can move it and take it in and out because I know that you serve many counties and many different, they're actually like their own school districts in, them, in and of themselves, as do I, but having like a big tin or like a big Tupperware bucket has not been working for me. Um, somebody, Jamie's asking how big is your O&M and your VI caseloads? Um. In my county alone, between two VIs, we have 20 kiddos. And then I have 16 O&M on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so the, one of the big reasons I chose the collapsible ones is driving. I've had to get access to the air pump for flat tires. <laughs> um, so I've got to remove everything from the back of the car to get to that. So I wanted to make sure my stuff was able to be moved quickly because I don't want to be on the side of the road for long trying to fix things. Great. I have one of those in my car as well, because it's, you can end up in some not great places. Yes. Dana's actually asking a question about the yoga pieces. Do you want to? Yeah, I can go. We can do that. So okay. a friend of mine got these yoga pieces for me. They're in the left side right now. They're different colored. And here's a picture of all of them together. Um, I took a class 
from Allied when I first started O&M and Cassie was teaching about O&M and kiddos and yoga and it makes sense. My younger students have no idea where their body is in space. So I use these mats and they pop apart. So um, I can hand a child as many or as few as they need. They can put them in the order they want to do them. You'll see some of them are on the ground. Um, they list the pose, they show how to do the pose. Um, some of them are standing. So if there's a day when the student doesn't wanna be on the ground, we can do all the standing ones. If they're okay with where we're at, then um, they can do the one sitting. If they wanna do all of them, I will let them. <laughs> So these I like a lot because they're really easy to find on Amazon. Now I didn't find the picture, the ones with the actual pictures on them, but the floor mats in and of themselves, that's genius. So that way you don't have to take a bunch of stuff out, um, yeah. take the whole yoga mat because the yoga mat in and of itself doesn't really fit in anything. And if you're carrying yeah. a bunch of yoga mats with you, it it becomes very, very bulky. Oh, Target yeah. has them often. Oh, that's great. And my sister got these. I asked her today. She found them at Hobby Lobby. So. Hobby Lobby? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you guys get your handout, um, we'll try to remember, Diane, if you'll put Hobby Lobby and Target on there. But we didn't find the actual links to purchase them. Yeah. And Target I didn't. Or Walmart. But that's okay. Awesome. So one of the really cool things that we were talking about earlier is, was, if we can go back to the organizational system, how you use your trunk. Do you want to show the before and then the after, like how sure. that all looked? Okay. Let me pull that up because um, I think just through social media, people have seen my trunk. It really just has a big blue box in it. And then yeah. my issue is that I forget the things, but this is your trunk and it looks immaculate. Like I would be able to look in and find everything. Well, I cleaned it before I took the picture too. <laughs> so on the, the far right, there's a, a container with all the car stuff. It's got the air pump in it, so I don't have to move things as much, but usually that's underneath all the materials. Um, the collapsible box usually saddles up right next to the little box with car stuff. Scattered crown spits in the back. Um, there's a brailer back there in the back. I'm not sure if you can see it. There's all sorts of canes and brand new canes. Um, and then I'm my Wheatley. So just trying to make sure everything's in there. And I've got a student that I want to get those weekly readers to. And if I don't see them, I'll forget to give them to them. Yeah. So I like how you put this stuff that is either easily easy to take out right in the front stuff that you're going to need immediately. Can I ask how often do you pack your trunk? Is this an everyday thing or every week? How does that work? Maybe twice a week. Okay. And a lot of the things I just leave there. So yeah. if a student has me hold their cane, their cane's in my car right now. <laughs> and then when we have a break, I'll completely unload everything into whatever office I'm using and um, have it stay there. So I have places for luggage and things like that. Okay. I like but that. This stays in here pretty much all year. <laughs> what stays in there pretty much all year? Almost all of the things in the picture. Yeah. So 
on the weekends, do you take the things out before you go shopping or do you go shopping around it? Um, I, it's normally not pulled out across the entire trunk. It, it's mostly in the very back where the window would cover it in a picture and the collapsible box is on the right side. So there's an empty spot there to put groceries. Gotcha. And in your trunk, like in mine, it looks like your trunk might be, uh, I guess every trunk for us is like, oh, yeah. like lift up, but yeah. you can put down, um, I used to have it like, like a collapsible, but very sturdy thing that goes right on top. Mm -hmm. so that you can put your personal items on top um, during yeah. the event. Yeah, this one doesn't have that, but I try to condense it as much as I can. Yeah, so for you guys who are here, can you write in the chat how often you pack your trunk and how you keep it organized? Kay says we swap cars a lot and fly, so a wheelie bag or two is great with the same idea, exactly. Mm -hmm. Anne asks, what about cold weather here in Quebec in the winter? I can't leave canes or all electronics for the night in the car. That mm. makes sense. So, Anne, do you have, um, Alicia, we'll give, sorry, we've got two things going on. <laughs> um, Anne, do you have like a way to take just those needed items out? Because I have certain bags I'll keep in my car, but I can't keep them overnight. They have to come in and out. Yeah. And this is turning into such a great discussion, you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Alicia says, did anyone find the mat on Amazon? Yes, we have the mats, but not with the pictures on them. Okay. And Jamie says, I use boxes that Braille writers, let me stop the share so I can just read. I use the boxes that Braille writers come in. They are a great size to hold things and helpful in case I need to mail something out. That oh. is a good idea. Oh. What? I'm um, afraid I would break the box and, and I keep them stored in the closet. Because <laughs> those brailers are heavy and you have to send the brailler back in the box. Oh. Yeah. Quote of funds in Kansas requires us if we get materials from the in Kansas Instructional Center, we have yeah. to send it back as much as possible in the original packaging. Gotcha. Catherine, you can write your question in the chat if possible. If not, <laughs> then I'm gonna come and unmute you in just a second. These are really great. I like the discussion parts too. And we have some other things um, that I wanna share with you guys as well, okay. Marissa says, I have a little hatchback that conveniently fits two plastic organizers side by side. It has drawers with labels on them. That's a good idea. Oh, easy to remove on the weekends too. Marissa, you got to sell this stuff into us. Uh -huh. It conveniently fits two plastic organizers. That's amazing. Um, Leandra says, I pack my truck daily. Each student has their own bag. That is also awesome. I don't know that I could be that organized, but there you go. There's my brain saying I can't do that because. Well, I use a lot of the same materials across students. So other than, you know, a can of Clorox wipes, we just keep moving. Yeah. Danielle says, I pack a bag for each school, usually daily. I think I would, um, my bags are ending up to be by district mm -hmm. because if I'm at the district and I just so happen to possibly be able to see a student, like I'm hopping in 
and then they'll deal with the repercussions is the way that I've started to be because I'm contract and I'm not there enough. Um, Anne says, I feel like I'm repacking every day based on student and lesson. I used to have a rolling cart, but ran into the trouble of schools having stairs and me having to carry it up and down. That's exactly yeah. one of the reasons why we're doing this. Um, I'm finding that elevators are locked for contract staff. Like if you are a, a, a W-2 employee and you have a name badge and all that stuff, you can get into elevators. But if you don't, they are literally locked with a key or like a badge. So students Ooh. can't get in there. Yeah. Well, and I've switched to a backpack instead of a rolling cart. I've broke three of them trying to roll things up and down. And if I pack a backpack, I have to make sure it's light enough I can carry it without hurting myself. So I don't overpack it. <laughs> right. That's other thing, especially if you're carrying a braille writer and all the materials and braille books. Those are not light. No. Um, Joan, I have a question for you. Do you have like a sure. specific space in the schools where you're allowed to store your things as well or not so much? Depends on the kids. Okay. Uh, my heaviest braille reader is a homebound student. So his stuff just stays at home. The Usually I can get a small space in what we call an IRC room, uh, a resource room. Okay. Uh, but there's not very many spaces right now. And our buildings are looking at combining and closing buildings down. And so they're trying to figure out where our new offices will be, let alone where we're gonna work with kids. We're currently working in hallways and closets, um, <laughs> the library. Yeah. So, a little Same bit here. of everywhere. I work in a lot of charter schools and charter schools are crammed into teeny tiny, um, commercial locations. I have one in an old like warehouse building and it looks very warehousey, but they they have, uh, all of our IEP meetings are held in classrooms. Ooh. And then we have to like rush out before the bell rings. It's, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, Catherine, I see your hand raised. So I'm gonna allow you to mute, unmute yourself if you want. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm enjoying having the conversations. I'd rather just talk with you guys. <laughs> yeah, I love when things go like this. Okay. So y'all, I'm gonna let Catherine unmute. Did you get it, Catherine? There's so many pieces of discussion here too that I don't know how to catch up. This is great, you guys. Oh, I love things like this. Okay, Catherine, um, you just let me know if you want to ask your question. I'm sorry for, can you wait? Let me roll back and, okay. Um, Anne says she sorts things in separated bags. And Batten, we just talked about the carts. Julia says that I have some things that I leave in my car all the time and that I have some things that I need to bring based on what I need for a student. Bridget says that usually once a week in carry wheels cart. And Jamie says it's always good to have one on hand. Um, Kendra says that 80% stays and 20% get, gets repacked daily. Like her canes have always stayed in the car. Mm -hmm. And um, Kendra wants to know how they're hurt by the cold. I'm a little curious about that too. And if you haven't already answered it. Teresa says that she typically uses a collapsible car organizer similar to Jones, but it's Velcroed in the trunk so it doesn't move around. Mm -hmm. Teresa, did you buy one that's Velcroed? Yeah, 
there's Velcro on the bottom of that one. Okay. Yeah, it won't go anywhere. <laughs> it was meant to hold gallons of milk and groceries. So you could take it from the car in the store, put things in it, put it back in the car. That's so, I would have never thought to do that because I've seen the wheelie carts thing and that idea doesn't really work for me because I just kind of like to have all my things together. Um, but I didn't know about, and I wouldn't have thought to take something for groceries and make it for what we do. Yeah. Okay. Somebody said that Facebook groups called Buy Nothing have been her best resources for used items. Classic yes. organizers <laughs> for free. Marissa, yes. genius, so genius. So if you guys aren't familiar, there are Facebook groups called Buy Nothing Groups. And what they do is they will allow you to um, join only in your very specific area. So I don't know if this is international. This could just be US based and it could just be in certain cities. I'm not 100% sure, but they're volunteer run and you can only join for your like, for me, it's my neighborhood. If I go to the neighborhood where my kids elementary school is in, it's technically the same neighborhood, but they won't let me join that buy nothing group. I have to only use this one. Mindy says that she keeps her stuff in rolling carts in kind of an organized mess. But yeah, we were talking about that on Facebook earlier, Mindy. Um, using colored tote bags, usually for students. Mm -hmm. And Gabby says, I think that you can order and pay for boxes if some are damaged or missing. That is great, Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Um, Julie says that everything is mostly in my trunk and I pick a canvas bag for my lesson and unpack it and fill it for the next lesson. Okay. Gothier says my employer provides a company car so I'll be able to keep it packed for the school year and have it have a big bin to keep in canes. That would never That's happen. Nice. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. happen here. <laughs> Where do you work? Can we move there? <laughs> We're gonna tell my kids. Yeah. Um, I've had six different cars at that point because every district has their own thing under the co-op. So that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. <laughs> SD is providing a link to Amazon, which is perfect. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so she has 15 offices across New Zealand. So we have um, little O&M kits of canes weekly at each office too. And I think that's our next clutch move, y'all. Keeping little, just like little kits. It's going to be expensive to start up, but once you get it going, you get it going. Erin uh, threw a link in there as well. You guys are amazing. So what we'll do is we'll take all these links as well and we'll put it in the handout so that it's there for you. The handout is a Google Doc. So give us time to write it in there before you go looking for it um, and downloading it. Okay, so we have lots of chat in here. I won't make you guys reread everything because you have all been amazing. I'm a little, oh, Shay has... Um, put in an item that's been a lifesaver for her moving in and out. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So one thing that we were talking about um, earlier is the difference of like tactile maps, right? And how Joan uses tactile maps. And then there are other things that you can use tactile maps. So Joan, you had mentioned um, a tactile map that system that we would typically buy here in the United States. You wanna talk about that? And then I'm gonna contrast it with something else and a different idea. Okay. Um, I usually get a Wheatley for the student. And so that's a picture of the Wheatley for the most part. We can do routes on it. Um, on the other side, I think there's more pieces. We could do cars, um, just whatever we need to 
make a map of. Recently, my kiddos are working on routes and cardinal directions. So I have the route shapes in there trying to remind them. Um, and it, it's just Velcro, Velcro pieces. It is part of the quota funds. So I try to get at least one for a student who would struggle with anything that needs tactile, but I carry it if they're not using it regularly in the classroom. So you guys, when Joan is talking about quota funds in, here in America, the American Printing mm -hmm. House give, basically gives us money. Um, I don't know exactly how it's distributed, but you get it through your district and then you apply for different items and you can basically, your district has a budget that you can spend. And it's typically at the beginning-ish of the year. So mm -hmm. if you're in America and you haven't seen a Wheatley yet, this is a huge tool. Now, another thing that you could do is it's like, I love, I love our field because there are things that we can, you know, make and there are things that we can buy and it just depends on how you want to do it. It's literally a folder with glued um, felt and then the pieces are Velcro. And in the past, what I've done when the Wheatley didn't have the shapes that I wanted was I made my own. And I'm sure you guys have done that too. That's one really, really great way that we can use, um, that we can make maps. But let's say, right, you're going to houses and you don't have that weekly, or maybe there are no quota funds, there is no APH or whatever, mm -hmm. and you need something utilitarian. Um, using Tactile Town a lot, it's big to keep, I know. I have, I actually haven't used Tactile Town since I left my full-time job. It just okay. it's so big. Go the ahead. folders from Tactile Town work really well on the Wheatley. The little pieces, they still work on the Wheatley. So maybe not the whole thing, but keep a portion of it. Yep. That's good too. Okay. So now this is where we get into like, duh, I should have thought about that. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Um, I was clicking the wrong button all over the place because now I have 10 million pictures up. Okay, so <laughs> here's an idea that I've used and works really, really well. Erin uh, says the Wheatley edges are so sharp, maybe duct tape to cover them. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. I've gotten cut on those before. Okay, so you're traveling around and let's say you're super itinerant and you're going you know, you're traveling across, you're flying to wherever, you're traveling across the country to go see students, which here in America, we would be like, whoa, that's crazy. But in other parts of the world, like in New Zealand, in Australia, that's what you do is you go to where the people are and where you're needed. However, you may not be able to bring a lot of things because you're traveling on an airplane. So you have all of your actual, like your clothes too, and your toiletries and everything else. So you can get magnetic shapes. And I have done this, I keep them in a pencil bag. I like to keep a bunch of little things in pencil bags and then I'll put it in like a big folder or I'll just keep the pencil bag the way that it is. And then when you're at the learner's house, they typically have a cookie tray that you can use and use the cookie tray as a magnetic or to use the fridge. It's just one other way to take one item and use it in multiple different ways. Now, it would be very simple to cut out. So um, what they've done here is they cut out 
strips of what was a magnet. Of course, it doesn't really matter what the magnet looks like. What they really want to focus on is this is a picture of a kitchen, getting around the kitchen. So you have a little girl stick figure on the side of the pan, and then they can use that to create the map to get around the kitchen. We've got a yellow magnet dot for the stove, a yellow magnet dot for the fridge, and you can use the things that they already have. And if you can't use a cookie sheet, definitely, people typically have a fridge and you can do that there. And Jamie says a carousel textures kit is also really helpful. You can make your own shapes of things. Yes. Mindy says, I work with all ages. Lessons can be with students who adults. I never know what I may need. Okay, so Mindy, this is, this is kind of what we're doing this to see how can I take one thing and use it with a variety of different levels, no matter what age they are, and how can I adapt it, you know, either with like singing or a toy or just something really small and easy to adapt because adults are going to have cookie trays and they may not like the feel of felt or the feel of the things on the Wheatley. If you're using a Wheatley, it might just be like, Hey, we have, you know, these strips and we're going to make a map real quick to show you how to get around. Or if you come into a situation where you're at a place where you didn't expect that they would have those concept gaps, having something very small that you don't even have to go back to your car necessarily for or things like those situations could be good during yeah. COVID, one of our kids here in kansas did a map of his house using silverware um yeah and took a picture and sent it in that the one room he was focusing on was made of silverware and i've also used um cookie sheets and put braille on magnets for things like the grocery store and yeah. if you make the cards, the, the big thing for me is I want to make the cards once. So I'm going to make yeah. them high contrast and correctly brailled. And that way I can use them several times. Yes, we got mom mode over there. Well, I've, I've got a little person telling me something. So, oh goodness. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes. So that's, um, that's another way that you could do it. This is my daughter, Olivia. <laughs> no, she's hiding. Olivia, you're going to come teach us some things. Okay, I'm going to make this bigger for us. So here's another example of using just something very, very simple that can be used with little kids and can be used with adults because we all, or most of us work with like all ages. Um, <laughs> Jamie says a future TBI or comps. Yes. <laughs> and just here's, again, like a magnetic sheet. I can get magnetic sheets at Hobby Lobby or possibly Walmart, but I know that I can get them at a craft store and then just add more magnets to it. And then that way you're not even having to use a cookie sheet or anything like that. This is very simple. And again, like you can make things very quickly. One thing that I like to use with stuff like this is um, to carry, they have like painter's tape that's pretty thin. And I use that a lot to mark things around a kid's house because it won't, it, it does, there's no jolly time like puff paint and tape can be used very utilitarian like. And so if I need to, then I can just like painters tape anything to anything and it's not going to stick. So I don't use hot glue on 
appliances with um, my learners in their houses. I only use stuff that can be taken off. And hot glue can come off of lamination. Kids mm -hmm. can just peel it right off. <laughs> yeah, my, all of my students would peel stuff right off. Okay. And they often do, even like the puff paint. I mean, um, so I just leave a little roll of that and it's a little expensive, but you know, you can just get a bunch of those little rolls. I didn't even think to put that in here. Uh -huh. All right. I need to be able to see past um, here. So we've already talked about Jones Chunk. I also wanted to bring up some things that we can use outside like markers. So have you guys ever used sports markers? Here, I'll show you one of the pictures. I will show you one of the pictures once I learn how to use Zoom is what I'll do. There we go. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, like as though literally my profession does not. Okay, so sports markers, we often use um, like cones. And I love the idea of having sports markers as a replacement for those cones because they're gonna do the same thing, but they are so much more easily transported. You can put this in a backpack, you can put this in a trunk, you can pick it up. It has a little ring that goes, all of them. So I'm doing a visual impairment. Let me describe this because I realized I forgot to do that. So they're in a cone shape but they're, they're wider, they're much more obtuse, and there's a hole in the middle of them. And so when you're using a cane or when you're trying to spot things in a distance, you have you know, basically the same um, a different item that's more versatile, but you're using it for the same purpose. So let me give you an example of what that might look like out in the real world. Flat spots similar to sports markers are in your trunk. Exactly. I like um, I like the idea of sports markers as well because I like the colors. I like the colors and I like that you can see them, but I like also the idea of flat spots too. Erin, how do you use the flat spots with your learners? Do you also put them on the ground so that they can find? So in this case, this is a picture that Jeremy had given us. This is in Australia. I just want to move to where he lives. Um, in this case, the learner is looking down the row and we're looking to see how far in a distance they can see. You can also set them up like an obstacle course to have them move their cane or to um, see what they can, how they can navigate a different terrain. Yeah. Erin says that she uses them inside and outside. Perfect. Okay, Joan, was there anything else from yours that, are we missing something? Um, we didn't talk, you know what I didn't show was the before of your trunk. We can show that if you want, but. Well, that, when I set everything up, that was the before. After work, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Okay, yep. So there's also, there's another thing that I wanted to share with you guys. Have Aaron says, um, have used them to stop at, at and use a scope to locate something or to tap the key in our arc with. Nice. Dana, in that picture, what distance are they apart? 
um, whatever distance you need them to be. So you can put them at the locations that you need, and then you do whatever assessment or whatever training that you need. So if you're, you know, I mean, you know all this stuff, right? If your learner is using it for cane skills, you could just put it right outside their shoulder width. If you want them to see a certain distance, or if you're measuring a certain distance, then you would look for that. For purple reasons, I specifically don't know what that was used for. Um, Mindy, go ahead. I was just gonna, I remember him saying they were trying to measure how far the person could see. Yeah, I don't know exactly how far they were. Mm -mm. Um, we have two more things to show y'all. Mindy mm -hmm. says, I use sound eggs found at Hobby Lobby for sound location and isolating. You can get these mm -hmm. eggs around Easter. Yeah, love that. Okay. Um, here's an idea of something very, very, very utilitarian that I had never thought of because here in America, like we typically make this, uh, we make something that would be used for this. But here, you know when you're trying to use, have a learner um, move their cane, there's that new buddy bar that um, Ambutech has come out with. And then sometimes, well, what I used to do in the past was just make an L bar and like attach it on there or like glue something on there so that I could have my own or um, PVC pipe or like PVC, not PVC pipe, glue with like little clamps and stuff. Those are all great ideas. But if you are traveling so far and you can't keep that kind of stuff with you because that takes up a lot of space, having an elastic and to tie the bottoms of canes together works really well. And in this case, you know, you can help your learner move their cane left and right, and it be very much like a buddy cane or buddy bar system. Uh -huh. So Julie, let me see if I can uh, show it a little bit more. It's literally just two, the bottom of two tips. Uh -huh. uh, they're just elastic bands. That's why you can't see it. Bottom with two canes, literally elastic banded together. So this would be like a tough, very tough rubber band, or okay. I would use a hair tie. That's what I would use. Okay. Does anybody have any other questions about those things? Because there was like one more thing I wanted to show you, and then I'll open it up. I'll open up the floor to you guys or a Velcro wire tie. Oh, that's very true. Mm -hmm. I Can somebody explain that to me? I don't know. I can show you. Yeah. On materials, if you have wires everywhere, and this is connected to something on my desk, oh. it's a piece of Velcro. You and you just wrap it around the bottom of a cane. Or pipe cleaners, I can see doing that too. Or pipe yep. cleaners. Y'all, of good ideas. Those those um Velcro wire ties came with actually this desk, um, <laughs> stand up desk. Yeah, I I would have never thought of that. How are those tips tied together? Uh, Lebo, how? So there was elastic. Joan, will you show that again? So I don't have to undo all my wires. Sure. There was a piece of. Um, a ponytail holder basically on the bottom of that picture, but you could use this Velcro. Yeah. 
So it's soft on one side, fuzzy on the other. It's actually attached to my laptop cord. Yep. It is physically attached to this cord, but you can get them separate. Yep. You can buy them. <laughs> and yeah, and Wibohong, uh, somebody else said pipe cleaners as well. Yes. That would work, I think. I'm going to try these. I have a learner in high school who's not doing all of this kind of skills right now. Um, they have, and Renee says that they sell big rolls of the Velcro in the gardening section for tomatoes. Of course they do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Carrie says that those often come with a laptop. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's one more you, um, utilitarian item that I wanted to point out. This is something that I think that you guys, uh, we could all definitely use. And then I'll also show you the other one as well, although I haven't tried to use the other kind, so I can't really answer too many questions. Um, so Alicia, Ambitech does make a tandem bar that connects two canes, but for if you're traveling really far or you can't bring a lot of stuff with you, or you don't have the ability to keep your trunk open, not open, but like for teaching stuff all the time. There are just some other things. Um, and Alicia put the link for us. So we also have the idea of a laser pointer as well. That's something that's very small. You can use to help your learner with monocular skills. You could help use it to help um, with your assessments or visual skills as well. That is just another little idea for you. you know, and Janet says she uses the tandem bar from Ambutech. Absolutely a great idea. And I'm a little curious. There's one more item that I, I'm not gonna pretend to be the expert in. I have these, I have them, but um, have you guys used Bananagrams? So in this case, you can use it for scanning or letter identification because they are so high contrast. In, um, on this picture, what we have is the actual bananagram. So it's like a pouch that looks like a banana. And then each little tile has its own letter. You could also probably grab the letters or the tiles from Scrabble as well. But this actually has the pouch that it comes in. And I don't know how many of each, what letter, how many letters it has. Also don't know how to play bananagrams, even though I've had it in my house for a decade because my kids keep losing them. But if I was um, having a learner like search for things, you could use these. My, the little ones like M&Ms, so I typically stop at the vending machine or something like that. Mm -hmm. This, if you're traveling. Hey guys. Hey Jeremy, how are you? I got in by the chin of my chin. Yes. I was, I was really worried then that I got the time wrong and Cassie was running my speech for me. You were right. You know what, Jeremy? We changed time zones this past weekend. We should have run that through with you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I kind of realized that. I was like, I you, bet. You've been doing a good job of being me. I have. Can you actually explain these <laughs> bananagrams? Because this is the one that I did not do a very good job with. 
Um, because a lot of my travel now is involving um, traveling on planes, I've had to sort of throw a lot of big things away with boards and things on. So Bananagrams is actually, I think it's a US game, but it's um, the, the way you play it, if you were playing it, well, I don't really play as a game, but it's um, you get so, so many letters each and you've got to try and make up as many words as you can to try and use up all your letters. And I think the person who uses up all the letters actually wins first. So, but what I do, I use it for for people who have field deficits and things like hemianopias or glaucoma and I spread the letters all over the board and then get them to actually um, to try and do the A's and the B's and if it's a person with a hemianopia I get them to put them in a bowl placed on the side that they can't see so they're actually having to turn as well so it's a really good really good practical game and then they can go and buy the game themselves to practice with it's a bit of a warm-up or practice session for their vision nice Okay, we're going to do a speed round and we're going to review some of the other things while we have you, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. The laser pointer. Tell me about it. Now, the laser pointer is excellent. Again, for people who have, say, glaucoma or field loss, you can use their own wall. In, the, in, uh, in, in Australia, we have uh, scanning machines, which are big, heavy things. But um, because we're traveling on planes and can't carry equipment, the laser point is just good for getting them to scan and find it on the wall. You might put, a, say, a sticker in the middle of the wall to where the central vision is, and then getting them to scan around. It gives you really good field test it gives you an idea of what how much they see and you can get them to turn the head so you can practice things so it's and it's good for the whole family to watch and it's just can be done on any anyone at all nice thank you oh man um i'm so sorry about the the time confusion and we didn't realize the difference oh, sorry I had, you, I had you down for 11 30 starting in five minutes but the must have just changed because i checked on the computer all good. Well, we're glad that you're here now. And I was able to go through everything else. Luckily, you and I have had lots of stories around all of these things. We thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate you. Um, so we're going to break into our Q&A, you guys, and feel free to ask any questions that you have had. We have about five minutes or so for Q&A, and then we'll give the ending code. And we are going to stay on afterwards and see the agenda for the 2023 symposium. Our planning committee hasn't even seen the full agenda yet because so many amazing things have been happening behind the scenes. So if you have any questions, please feel free to add them into the chat. And Catherine, you're still welcome to unmute yourself as well. Um, so while everybody's writing that in the chat, those Jeremy had, um suggested lovingly that we have this presentation what is in your car boot and while people are just right get taking a second to write in the chat whatever questions they may have jeremy do you want to share a little bit about uh the boot story and how that came about and what the differences between the boot in america sure. australia with Cassie's group uh, committee, we have regular discussions. I threw this as an idea of, um, uh, and we call them over here, boots. And I said, wouldn't it be interesting to know all the O&Ms have in their boots? And everybody laughed and said, well, we've we got different words. We have trunk here. And um, how it all happened was in the days of uh, cage, uh, people in carriages with horses, they would climb inside the stagecoach and on top would be the the driver who would have the whips, whip and the uh, steering on the steering the horses 
and he'd usually he or she would him or she would sit on a box or a boot box they used to call it uh, where he'd keep his clothes like a big like a solid suitcase and that solid suitcase um eventually as we started getting into cars became called the boot and some of the old cars used to have like a little spare you might have seen the ones with a little um rack on the back and that's where you'd put your suitcase or bootcase and eventually it became um and also called trunk as well so boot trunk station wagons all, all these different uh cultures we have but we're all getting the idea of what we're all talking about so i love talking talking about our committee and hearing all the different words we use yeah we've been talking um within our group about you know having community that can really lift us up and a global perspective and i just love that so we had been using boot and trunk <laughs> kind of synonymously um because i had taken my screen down i'm going to take a second just to put it back up but Carrie mentioned maybe we could do a collage up on everyone's boot trunks and share for yeah, ideas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you want to send it in, I will. I am happy, happy to um, to do that. Let's see what happens here. Okay, tell me what you can see now. Can you see the full screen or can you see the presentation view? We can see the PowerPoint and we can see your face as well. Okay, and can you see the notes? Um, presentation view yes presentation view so this is the good one because it's <clears> not working the way it worked the four times that i tried this with notes swap this good thank you all right perfect that just gives me a little bit yeah. more to understand so we've already done the q a no notes now perfect all right, you guys, I wanna make sure that we get you out on time for those of you guys who are already joining the symposium or you need to leave or whatever. The biggest things that I wanna know are what are your next steps? You've already got the innovative strategies. Go ahead and write it in the chat what your next steps are gonna be besides to go buy all the things. We are gonna be giving you that handout. Diane, will you please put the handout in the chat? Um, for everybody when you get a chance. I would thoroughly appreciate that. It's gonna be a Google Doc. And I'll also put it in the chat in a little bit for you guys as well. Um, I wanna make sure that we, yay! Laura says that she can't wait to share it with her intern. Mindy's gonna get organized and get a bigger truck. I wish it were that easy. I can't give you tips yeah. for that, Mindy. I think it's true when you start jumping on planes, how very little you need and how you can use things in the client's house. Like you don't need a big metal plate to put magnetic things on. You can just use a fridge door. You get a couple of chairs, sit in front of the fridge door. It's white. You can put black letters on it. So, yeah, you just need to sort of think, what's the minimum stuff I need? Yeah. And that, and because you travel in such an extensive way, Jeremy, you have to think in a way that people in America who are just using just their trunk don't have to think necessarily because you're flying. Teresa says she's going to reorganize her trunk. Um, Diane is putting the agenda in the chat if you want to see it and the handout in the chat for you guys as well. So she's uh, Renee says she's going to text a pair for a student waiting for a tandem bar, an elastic or Velcro. Yes! Right? Like you could just use what you have right now. SD says that their next step is to clean out your trunk from all work, non, all non-work items. So you have space for regular items. Perfect. And Kay says that I have a recent hemianopsia teen injury caused 
Lost Fields, I like the laser and Scrabble letters, nice and age appropriate, perfect. Declutter in general, so I can see and find what I have. Agreed, I need to think about what I haven't used much of and just declutter, exactly. And you know, the cool thing about today is we've really seen how you can use things in different ways. So when, the next time you're going shopping at the dollar store or, um, you know, here in America, we have Walmart is really big for cheaper items. And you can go through the organization system or like we were talking about those ties that they sell in the garden section for tomatoes, using your, your brain, ask different questions. How can I use this? What can I use this for? And how can I use this for a wide range of learners in a way that makes sense for me and my needs? I'm gonna give you guys the ending CEU code. Please feel free to keep writing in the chat. The ending CEU code is the word trunk, T-R-U-N-K. The ending CEU code is the word trunk, T-R-U-N-K. And just a really quick rundown, if you're new to us, when I get done, once we like shut all this down, it might be another half an hour or so, um, Diane will send you the, the CEU form. We're trying to get Zoom to, um, to give us just the people who came today so that way we're not bogging everybody down with emails that they don't need or that you know they didn't come and what you're going to do is go to the all access page fill out the ceu form it is on a google form it's an embedded google form so if you work for a school district that does not allow google embedded google forms please do it on your phone or at home <laughs> Uh, if you are using Internet Explorer, it is not going to work. I don't know why I'm not in charge of Internet Explorer. I'm not in charge of Google. It doesn't work. Use a different Chrome. Use a different extension like Chrome. Um, also, the ending code, you can't use the, it has to just be the word that we said. Nothing crazy in the middle. All right. So we've talked a lot about what it takes to be an impactful O&M specialist. And you guys have really, really, really um shown up maria asks just in case where can we contact y'all the team at alliedindependenceonline.com we will take care of you we need the innovative teaching strategies that you've learned the supportive community i couldn't have thought of all these ideas myself jeremy couldn't have thought of all these ideas himself neither could joan we needed you and we all learned from every single buddy person here in the chat as well as we didn't have to travel I got to learn from an amazing Australian O&M specialist. I got to learn from an amazing O&M specialist in Kansas, all underneath an hour's time. And you're probably, hopefully, snuggled up somewhere really nice and cozy. You didn't have to take that time to travel. And that's exactly what we do at the International O&M Online Symposium. So we're about to break down what the symposium is, who's presenting, and give y'all some bonuses and discounts because I know that you like both. But I'd also love to know who here has been to the symposium before. And if you're new and you've never been, let me know that too. So if you have been, um, just put a one in the chat. If you've never been, put a two in the chat. That way I know who I'm talking to. Yes, Danielle's been to everyone. Oh, we've got a bunch of new people. You guys, we have a bunch of new people here. So first of all, big hearts to all of you guys for staying on here with me. I wanna make sure that we honor your time and get you the information because you deserve to join in on the fun. This is 
the best, the best experience. The International Orientation and Mobility Online Symposium is a very long name. Um, it's not your average online conference. It is your three-day live global experience. Online conferences are often like very um, where they talk at you and you get really bored if you're an O&M specialist like us. It's really hard to sit down for long periods of time and they can be confusing. It's nothing like that. At this conference, you are here with your people and you have a chance to gain real information and um, ideas from people that you would have never thought of before. You get to actually make connections with people all around the world that can turn into honest, honest to goodness, real life, long friendships that you can meet in person. I recently got to meet one of our planning committee members from Alaska in person. And we just laughed the whole day. It was amazing. SD is asking a question about the symposium and I, I will get to it. So with that, you know, three day live experience, you have the innovative O&M strategies, you have the global community and you can attend from anywhere. And I definitely, there are CEUs and there are lots of them if that's your jam. But the cool thing about this and the thing that I think makes it so special is that we don't go off into separate rooms and then come back and say like, oh, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? We skip that. We're all in the same room together. And gosh, there's at least maybe 170, maybe 200 people registered already. There's a lot of people registered. And so the chat gets to be like this, where it's people throwing out ideas and chatting. You can be in the DMs with people that you've known. Um, and you really get into the deep, the heart of the conversation because we're all there together. And the best part is you can literally attend from anywhere. Now, I would not recommend <laughs> listening in while you're traveling between learners, but We've had it happen before. Um, I do recommend throwing a party though. That sounds like a lot of fun. And that also happens very often. People get together and they throw a party and they have a great time watching the symposium up on the TV. Somebody asked, what were those numbers for? You missed it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there are any numbers yet. No numbers yet. The, the CEU code? Uh, Li Hong, if you need CEU credit, send us an email and I will happily walk you through that. Oh, Danielle wants to know how many years you've attended the conference. You guys, yes. Danielle's like all of them because she's a pro. Okay, let's get into like the heart. You guys chose amazing presentations and we were able to curate them and put them in an order that I think will keep you engaged, alive, and not bored whatsoever. We're going to start off with active learning approach and orientation and mobility presented by Hillary Keys. She is an expert in active learning and what she's doing is collaborating with other O&M specialists to bring this and frame it for us, for our needs and how we can use this. And then, and that'll be an hour and a half. And then we're gonna go into an hour long session with a 15 minute break from still to space. And that one is gonna be about a transdisciplinary model of teamwork will be shown um, 
what we're doing also, and what you guys have chosen to do is taking a real hard look at the ways that people outside of the United States are doing things. And not only just looking at them saying, oh yeah, like, oh, that's kind of fun to know, like a little happy hour thing, but really how are they doing that? How are they collaborating with the teacher of the visually impaired, the physiotherapists, which would be like an O&M specialist, the parents together with the team members and creating a plan to meet the child's full potential. Am I doing things like that? Are you doing things like that? What can we learn from them? And then we're gonna go into, oops, yes, sorry. We're gonna go into then a, our next longer session will be an hour and a half and then we're gonna have an hour. What we decided to do this time was take, uh, it used to be an hour and a half at the very end. We were like, we just get real tired. <laughs> we don't wanna be sitting down anymore. So we moved it to the middle of the day. Now you'll notice that the presentations are from 1 p.m. Eastern to about 6.45 p.m. Eastern. And that's to be able to reach people all over the world. At least our English speaking friends, if you have friends, who are speaking another language, they are more than welcome to come and we will look into getting interpreters. But on Wednesday, January 25th, we're gonna go into ways to help teenage students accept the long white cane before graduation. We've got strategies as well as information from other O&M specialists that Erin has been working with. And then we finish up with Lil Deverell and Marnie Roth from Australia, helping us to understand how people can learn to move in space when they have spatial awareness and spatial orientation issues. Lil has done a lot, extensive, extensive research. And last year was such a hit and it was kind of like off the cuff. Should we do this? Should we do this? We're doing it. We're gonna throw an after party from seven to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on that first day. You'll be able to come in, you're gonna network. We're gonna be giving away prizes. We're gonna be giving away lunches. We're gonna be giving away t-shirts and merch that are all completely exclusive and you gotta be there to have the fun. The very next day, we go straight into step-by-step -step helping students become proficient cane users with Donna Sauerberger. And then Frank Vanderpool is going to be coming in to help us um, with tips and strategies for being itinerant comms. Like, what would I, what would I tell myself if I were a beginning comms? And this is really going to help people who it's been so long since you've been a beginner and you're having interns or like new ways to look at them. Thanks, Jeremy, you're amazing. And still on Wednesday, then we go to using an AMD cane tip as a transition tool versus an AM uh, mobility, adaptive mobility device presented by Alin Gudra. And he has a book that's come out and he's gonna be telling us a little bit about the book as well. It seems really cool. And you know, we don't like push products, you know, but this one, not but, but, this one, he's going to actually be teaching us a lot of the things that are in his book. And I really am excited. And then we go into blending heritage in O&M Malaysian ways. This title is misleading. The reason it got chosen from you guys and from us is because it's not just talking about how they do things in Malaysia, but she's developed a specific kind of AMD called a Midigate 88. That sounds so interesting and I want to learn about it from her and then she's also going to be teaching us how she uses Malaysian folk games in O&M. More games in O&M never a bad thing. 
The next day, we're going to start with Melody Brown teaching us how to use words in our IEP goals and how to um, grow in our understanding of descriptive language so that way we can augment our students' cognitive abilities. Already, those words are pretty high up there, right? And we'll do next level O&M advocacy. What does that have to do with me? Joanne has a fantastic framework that's going to teach us how to advocate. Like we learned last year a lot with Meg Robertson, and if you weren't there, you don't. It's totally fine. Um, about the issues that we're presented with, and then it was kind of like, okay, and now you advocate. Like that's great, but like how? Like how do we do that? What do we say to get us to pay attention? Joanna's fantastic. SD, you must have gone to Florida State. Right. And then we have what apps do people with visual impairments use to get around? Joe, Paul Nimerga, and Natalina Martiniello. Um, Joe is a university supervisor out of Montreal. And he's also still a practicing O&M. So he gets that amazing point of view. And then we wrap up the whole thing with individual approaches in Queensland, Australia with Carrie Weaver. Carrie's not here. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't tell her what she's in for if she's here at the very end of the symposium. So all of that, <laughs> that would be interesting. It would be very interesting, right? So we've got those 12 presentations, the networking. We also have the Facebook group and 24 seven access to your portal. Like you could literally pull it up right here, all for 199 for your early bird. Uh, registration. If you are a student, parent, paraprofessional, come on in for 127 If you are in a developing country, $10. If you can pay more, that's totally fine. We are not gatekeeping around here. We just want to make sure that we get this information out to the hands that need them and that we can help you in a way that actually works for you. Haha, <laughs> Carrie. Well, you know, but Carrie, you've been here before, so you know what's going to happen. You know what you're in for. Last year, the person who was at the end was like, what? You do what at the end? Yeah, we do. Anyway, if you don't know, you might have to come to find out what kind of shenanigans we get into at the very end of the presentations. Okay, so that's all great and dandy, uh, but we also have bonus presentations. And then these are on-demand presentations that as soon as they're recorded, they go up into the portal that's probably gonna be in January. So Julie, that is perfect. You, you have three extra weeks to watch the presentations because it's three days. I completely get it. And it's from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. So um, if you work, a lot of times people work in the morning or if it's early morning for them, then they work in the afternoon. You come and go as you need to. And you have three full weeks to watch them. So even if you took like a Sunday and you did your laundry, that's typically what I do on my Sundays is I, I hate laundry, which is probably why I do this but I just watch professional development during that time. Yeah, and that's free, it comes with it. So we've got some bonus presentations, again, looking at how people around the world are collaborating. This is a group that's brought um, a government entity kind of private and how they work with it. O&M and CVI as well, getting ready for infrastructure changes to your streets. Meg Robertson is coming in. This is kind of her part two. She's going to be telling us a little bit more about what's going to be happening, teaching us the rules or the rules and 
the ways that traffic engineers actually talk. And then we have a really cool thing happening. So Will, um, Bill Kohler, who is amazing at what he does, you know, our profession is moving into more standards space. And we want that, especially if we want medical licensure, because if we are continue doing things in a subjective manner, we're just not going to get as far in our profession as we really need to. So he's come up with a standards-based approach, and that's fabulous. We're going to let you guys watch it at any time. It's on demand. I don't want you to feel like you're missing anything. Learn from it. Take it. Like Use what he gives you there, and then we're going to come back for a live session in February where you can share your ideas, how this worked, what didn't work, where you think we should move forward to. You get to have your say in the future of this profession. And I personally think that that is invaluable. So all of that, y'all, all together worth $779. And it's, you know, 199. You have three extra weeks to watch it. There's, a, there's 20 CEUs, somebody had asked for that. If you're five bonus presentations. And I completely understand that we're in November right now and this is January and things happen, life happens. So if you decide to sign up right now and then come December or early January, you realize like, I really, I can't make this work. Let us know and we'll refund your money as long as you let us know up to one week in advance of the symposium. So keep an eye on your time, make sure that you have a good understanding of that. Like free, free, like all that stuff that we offered was free when you join the symposium. Yeah, you don't have to pay for it. When you join the symposium, a symposium in and of itself is 199 USD for um, people in developed countries, undeveloped or developing countries, it's $10. All right. But it doesn't really matter what I say. Luckily, oh, we just get so much love around the symposium. People sharing, you know, what the symposium has done for them and saying thank you and how much they enjoyed it. We've got two up on the screen right now. I'm not going to read all of these, but I think it's just really cool when people can share like, hey, this is, you know, this actually matters. This really works for me because, um, it's not just me here on the screen. You'll see my face a lot in the next few months, but I'm really just the host. I'm really just gathering the people that are gonna lift you up because they have the ideas. One of our great friends, Angela, who's been around since the very beginning also wrote in and just let us know that we are doing a fabulous job and thanked us. And Deborah and Kim also were gracious enough just to share, like these are not even solicited, just how much they enjoyed it and how great of a conference it was. Okay, you guys, so we're almost at the end of my spiel. Today is Thursday, November 10th. You've already gotten your free handout. You know, you've already gotten all those other things. When you join the symposium by next Thursday, July, 18th, 17th, I'm going to mess that up. Um, then you will receive all this whole package. However, I want to honor the fact that you stayed with me for this long, this extra, you know, 20 minutes or so, and offer you five lesson plans and a strategy session. So what that is, is during the present, during the presentations, 
we're going to create five corresponding lesson plans that you'll be able to take and use at a moment's notice. And we're also gonna invite you to a strategy session. It'll be closed, a closed group only for the people who register by tonight, Thursday, November 10th. So I'm gonna, um, Diane, will you put the link? Okay, then Friday. <laughs> if, you, if you sign up, let's say before tomorrow morning, you know, let's give you 12 hours to do so then because the replay won't even be up. So nobody else will be able to watch this. So you register before tomorrow morning around nine central standard time. I'm also gonna give you five lesson plans and a strategy session. You'll be able to come in, chat, see like how you've been using the information from the symposium and see, you know, like if you're having obstacles, right? It's kind of like, I just watched Love is Blind. And, you know, once they get out into the real world, they have all these obstacles that they have to go through. You're also going to have obstacles and I want to be there to support you so that way you can help implement that. That's $87 value. We're going to just give it to you absolutely free because I want to honor you. You can, um, Diane, can you put the checkout link in the chat, the one to thrive card? She'll grab it for you. The link that's in the chat right now is to the symposium registration page. You can learn more about the symposium there, or you can check out our system. It's called Thrivecart, so you'll see that in there. Um, in just a second, I am going to walk you through the back end so you can see what it all looks like if you've never been here before. But here's your invitation. You now get to choose. Do you want to transform your teaching and have fun doing it? Or do you want to stay where you are? And ultimately, it's your life. It's your choice. It's totally okay with me. Like, we'll stay friends, whatever, no matter what you decide to do. But if you think about it this way, you, if you save just one hour for each presentation that you go through, or let's say, you know, like one and a half hours for the hour and a half presentation, just save that much time out of the whole rest of your school year, that is going to equal so much money saved. Let's just break this down. If you make $38 an hour USD, which is about typical for us, and say you pay $199 for the symposium and you're here with us for 20 hours, you save 20 hours for that, you're saving over $25 per hour because it ends up being like 13 point out of two, six, seven, something like that per CEU per hour. And so you get to decide, like, do I want to pay $38 for this hour to research, to Google, to try to get in touch with Hillary, to try to track down Donna or these people, or, you know, get in touch with Carrie. I'm sure that they would all chat with you. They are amazing, wonderful people. But how much of that is that time going to take from you versus how much could you actually end up saving yourself in the long run. So I invite you to join us with the symposium. It's happening January 25th through 27th, 2023. And at the very end, yes, we do have a, um, a dance party. It's like my favorite thing ever. We get up and just like giggle and laugh. And now Carrie knows our secret, but it's okay. You don't have to join into the dance party. Please let me know if you have questions 
in the chat. Um, I'm going to be going through the back end of everything so you can see what it looks like when um, when you register and all that and everything that you you know can do. And I will be here basically until we have no more questions left. So please feel free to send me a DM. Um, I need to I need to get over to my Chrome. So I love you all, but there was just so much, so many pictures happening. Okay. So let me see if I can get back here. Please feel free to write any questions that you have in the chat. I am. Oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. We're just gonna rock and roll this whole way through. There. And that way, no matter what I click on, we can with it. All right. So the very beginning of your journey might look like you going onto the International O&M Online Symposium, such a long name, website and checking it out. And once you're there, you might decide that you want to join us, which I really hope you do, because where else are you getting so much amazingness from people all around the world without you having to go all around the world? Talk about not being able to take time off, right? You can check everything out here. I'm gonna skip and we're just going to go to the enroll button. Yay! Oh, Jamie, we cannot wait to have you. Absolutely cannot wait to have you when your grad um, program is finished. Or even now, come join us. The information that you're gonna to get to learn will help you to succeed so much faster. It's kind of like, I like to think of it as you know, when you're building a castle, you need to build the castle before you move in. And so you're learning a lot right now and that's super awesome. But then networking, like getting to send Donna Sauerberger a DM, like that's gonna be priceless for you in the future. Getting to chat with Jeremy and Joan and all of our planning committee members, getting to see the level of conversation that happens in a chat you can't see that level of conversation when you go to an in-person conference but you can be a fly on the wall and see it all come through to really put yourself in that mindset of what do orientation mobility specialists who've been doing this for 20 30 plus years for the people who are like going to traffic engineer conferences what do they think like and when they are in chat mode chatting with their friends what does that conversation look like? So it's not just how can I take this information and use it for my students right now. You really also want to be thinking about for the future. How can I use this as I'm building my house? And how can I use this in my grad work? Because you're going to have to do an internship and you're going to have to do all that stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And we have three weeks, you have three full weeks to watch it after the symposium. So when you go to the registration page, just wanna make sure you guys can see that. Um, oh, good. Let us know any questions that you have, Jamie, for real. Send me an email, send me a DM. I'm on Instagram at Allied Independence. We'll chat. If it's not right for you this year, it's not right. That's totally cool, no big deal. Um, but if you want to set yourself up, like really set yourself up, which you are definitely the type of person to do that, I do highly recommend it. So when you get here, what you're going to see is early bird price. You can pay with a purchase order. And 
Typically in the past, what we've had is we've had the purchase order like code. You don't have to have a purchase order code. Um, we'll change the university one to 127, that was my bad. And developing country pay as you can. So, oh, yay. Good, Jamie. Send me a DM, girlfriend. Let's chat. Um, and I can help you with any questions that you have. Okay, so the biggest question that we have, like if you do early bird and you're gonna pay with a credit card, pay with credit card, PayPal, whatever. But if you do purchase order, this is the one I want you to consider. Um, what you'll do, I don't know if it'll accept me because I'm gonna put in uh, wrong information that is already put in, but you'll, uh, I don't think I wanna go through all of this. What it will end up doing is it'll take you to a confirmation page. And unfortunately I forgot to pull that up. And the confirmation page will have your invoice system on it. Um, Carrie, I got your question. You'll have the invoice system on it right there. You will get a receipt that says you paid zero. Throw it away because you paid zero. Your admin is not going to pay for that. You need to send them an actual invoice. And so go there and fill it out and then it'll automatically send an invoice. If you are a presenter or if you are a um, planning committee member, you will have a code in order to get everything for free. For our planning committee members, you'll be given that code at our meeting, our next meeting. And for our presenters, as soon as we get the very last um, contract in, then we're gonna be sending out an email with all of your next steps, including, um, you know, we're gonna invite you to the podcast and we're gonna give you your code to get in and all of that stuff. We just wanted to be able to do it all at once because we like to batch our tasks. Yep. So if you're a presenter, you are not required to pay at all. You'll get a code and you'll just put it right up here. And then, so you'll get your welcome email, all that stuff. And then this is the portal. And let me tell you guys, if you are part of any of our things, we use Kajabi is the name of the software for our portal. You can get a Kajabi app and it like logs in. Um, Hi, Joan. So I have a bunch of stuff, but this one's gonna show you clarity right now, but you can get all of your stuff here. Just go to the app store and download Kajabi. It's so simple. But if you're using a desktop like I am right now, then it'll just look like this. You'll come in. There's, most things are in draft. So what you'll see as things you know, happen, We've got your welcome. Your Facebook group is already ready. Come hang out with us. We're already hanging out, having a party. Uh, you'll also have all of the presentations. Those will also um, be listed under a category called presentations. If we invite vendors and they decide to come, then you'll have your vendor area as well. So what you're looking at is two separate columns, one for your welcome and how to get your CEU certificate, two, your presentations, vendors, and any other information that we need to give you. We wanna make sure it's all simple, all streamlined, very easy, and you can come in. It's all, um, you know, have your own login. Nobody else has your login information and whatnot. So 
if we go to like your welcome and CEU certificate, then this one is just, you know, a welcome and then literally how to get your CEU certificate. It's pretty simple. You'll just fill out the forms just like you will today. And then at a certain date, they'll, they'll all be released to you. We're working on upgrading them, so I don't want to tell you too much. So that's really what we have for you. It's going to be a really amazing time. We have so many fantastic presenters coming in and Carrie is one of them. So grateful that you are here tonight. Carrie, thank you so much for all of your support really and sharing your knowledge. I mean, the fact that these people gather all of their knowledge and their information and they say like, hey, um, like let's not have you make the same mistakes I made, you know, then I mean, how much better can it be? Oh, thank you, Carrie. I'm so glad that you think that we do a fantastic job. It is, it's really the people, they make it magical. Um, as you know, because you've been with us. And although there's typically, last year we had 500 people uh, join, it doesn't feel like that in the chat room. It's just lively and fun, just like it was today. So I'm here, I'm gonna stick around for a little bit if you have any more questions, you guys. If there's something that you want to see, please let me know because I wanna make sure that I answer your questions and in a way that makes it like feel and that you can understand from me that we would love to have you in our community. There is a seat at the table for you. The Cool Kids table, we'll just, we'll just build new ones. We'll just build big, big tables for everybody. There is room for you. We're really moving this entire profession forward with our community. There's tons of thought leaders that come in and share their expertise. Whether it be from like some O&M specialists are really great at AT and they have a really cool way of looking at things that I wouldn't think about or maybe you wouldn't think about and so on and so forth. Oh, Maria, I'm so glad that you enjoyed today's presentation. I hope that you keep coming back to them, keep hanging out with us. Again, if you guys are interested in joining the symposium, I 100% encourage you to do so. And I'm gonna put the chat. Oh, that's so true, Jeremy. Jeremy says that the O&M community is so small, it's important that we reach around the world and swap ideas. Yeah, because it really elevates you know, our perspective and how we look at things. And so that way, you know, I kind of think of it as like, typically we go down, um, say the road, let's say we're in New York City. I give this metaphor all the time. And we see these high rises and those high rises are, are obstacles. And we want to get to a specific destination, but we can't see that destination unless we rise up, unless we go to the penthouse view and then we can see oh look we, we rose above our obstacles it's not that we're taking away our obstacles nobody can do that but what we can do is offer you a different perspective and say look have you ever thought about this or have you thought about that or how about this idea just like the velcro i mean how many of us are going to go by velcro right now or sports markers or you know now i understand how to play banana grams because i didn't know that before. And now I even know to keep bananagrams with me. So what we can do is get together in our community, lift each other up, and then see around our obstacles. So that way we can see our path. 
That way, when we're back down in it, because again, we're going to be back down in it, the obstacles are not going away. We can say, that's right. I know how to get to my destination. I know how to become the better version of myself. I know the strategies. I know the tips. I know the tricks. Because what's the alternative? The alternative is this slow burnout, this slow jadedness where we try to slowly turn our shoulders or our backs against different types of learners because we aren't the expert in that area. And it's, it really doesn't help you. It doesn't help the learner. And we don't realize that it's happening oftentimes until it's too late. All right. Yes, bye everybody who needs to leave. You are totally fine to do so. I'm going to see if I can put um, some more information up here. Let me see here. I might just make it here so that way you can see everything that you get. Good. And then I want to remind you guys of is that we have the live presentations those days. It's from 1 to 6.45, 7 Eastern. So you can do that time calculation. We will also give you access to time and date, which is a website that will show you the time calculations. You have a supportive community. You have the online portal. And you can watch it for three extra weeks, which that right there is key because some of us have learners who have autism. Some of us can't take that much time off of work. Some of us are working two jobs and we have a lot going on. And I don't expect you to be able to drop everything at that day and that time. If you're here earlier, you know, um, the very, very, very early before the presentation started that I signed up for um, a conference and I was really excited about it. But it turned out that when the day came, so many other things had happened in my life that I couldn't go and I couldn't attend. And so I offered still pay. However, I don't get that information. Um, and that just kind of sucks, you know? And in this case, you don't have to not get the information. You also don't have to not get the connection with your community because I was really looking forward to seeing some people and it's totally okay, but it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's a bummer. And in this case, you don't have to do that. You have your Facebook community that's online right now that's growing. We have the ability to reach out to people after the symposium. You can watch the presentations afterwards, like, you know, the next time you decide to watch Love is Blind or whatever cheesy show is happening, or like, I'm obsessed with British fake shows. I don't know why. I like to do my laundry and watch those TV shows. I'm so excited to have you, Teresa. Holly, thank you so much. Yes. And if you need CEUs from ACBREP, we've got them as well. If you're a TPI and you need CEUs, go talk to us and we'll see um, if they match with your standards and we'll do the best to help you and fill out whatever paperwork we need to fill out to make sure that you can get your continuing education credits and it matches and applies to your TBI certification. And then you get the bonus presentations as well. And when you join by, we'll say tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Central, so in about 12 hours, then 
we will give you five lesson plans that correspond with the presentations as well. So, you know, you take the presentations and you might think, oh, how can I use this? What can I do here? We're going to give you five lesson plans that you can individualize and customize in five minutes. And you'll be invited to a strategy session afterwards. And that's all, you know, on top of everything. Where do you, uh, Mindy's asking where you put in the ending code for this presentation. Once we wrap up here, then you'll get an email. Zoom has to download the information as to who was here. We'll send you that email and then you'll be on your way. So just keep your piece of paper and you should receive an email. If for some reason you don't, because we are trying a new system, just send us an email and we'll get you hooked up. Totally. Also, um, if for some reason you are not getting our emails, which it kind of looks like you are, for those of you guys who are here, let us know as well because some district spam folders um, don't allow emails from companies to come through, which is pretty normal. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are here and hanging out. Um, if you have any more questions, I, I'm just going to hang out for a little bit and I'm going to uh, answer any questions. Sometimes people have questions that they don't want to ask in the chat or they just you know, don't want us, don't want a lot of people there for whatever, it's totally fine. I'm just gonna hang out and we're gonna have a great time while um, you guys figure out if you have any more questions or if there's anything else that I can do for you. It has been such a pleasure having you. I'm so glad that, that you all have been here. Thank you, Jess and Jason and Julia and Kelly. Lubohong, Lubohong, where are you from? Rachel, Sue, Mindy. We had talked earlier about you know other people being really the star of this show. And like I'm kind of just the ringleader. Oh yay! Jamie, I'm excited to connect with you as well. Um, so I had skipped through these before, but we probably have a little bit of time to share with you that Sarah had said that um, she really enjoyed the enlightening and enjoyable symposium. And somebody's asking if there were, um, how many code words there were. There was a beginning code and an ending code. Yep. And then you'll have two comprehension questions, which are gonna be very simple, not anything to get too hung up on over. As long as you were here, you'll be able to figure that out. Oh, Lubang, you're from South Africa? Dude, we've got to connect more. I am so excited. Yeah, you guys are so welcome. That email will be coming pretty shortly. Probably, um, you know, actually, Diane has to wrap up in the next 15 minutes. So we'll do that. Okay, Mindy, no problem. We're going to have the replay up tomorrow. So you'll be able to watch it. And then, what do you need to do? All right, you guys, I'm going to stop this recording.